It's the Tennessee Star Report with Michael Patrick Leahy. Call and be heard. 615-737-9522 or 1-800-688-9522. 800-688-WLAC. Now, here's Michael Patrick Leahy. 7.06 a.m. Broadcasting live from our studios on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee, in studio. The original all-star panelist, Crom Carmichael. Crom. Been a little dreary out there today, isn't it? Well, it's been a little dreary the last couple of days, but you know yeah. that's the way the planet works. We need rain yeah. from time to time, and we can complain about it when we get it. And then when we go long stretches without it, we complain about that too. Dreary, dreary, dreary is the word that I think of. It's the adjective to describe the Biden maladministration. It's probably that's even a, worse than dreary. That's, well, that's a that's a that's a good word because it's. It encompasses every aspect of of the Biden administration. You know, it's it's interesting when they do the the person on the street interviews, and you get somebody who's, who says, "I think Biden's doing a good job," and then the follow up question is, "What's the best thing he's done?" And then they just stare at the they person. Go, uh, they can't uh, think of they one. <laughs> they can't think of a single good thing. Crom, and even and even if they even if they say, "Well, they passed a bipartisan bipartisan infrastructure bill." That okay. spurred might, inflation. Yeah, that, that spurred inflation. And only 10% of it went to actual infrastructure. And I'm not even sure that that 10% will be spent because there's now all kinds of strings attached to it mm-hmm. where it must be union labor. Crom, when I look at this and, and I just apply logic to it, I wonder, is it the Biden maladministration's desire and intent to destroy American dominance uh, in the international arena? Is it their intent to destroy the constitutional republic? Yeah, uh, the answer to that is yes. And it's not just Biden. Uh, this has gone back quite some time. Hillary Clinton has been trying to do it. George Soros has been has spent the last 40 years funding organizations that that the purpose is to destroy the foundational uh, principles on which this country was built. That's why all the statues are torn down. That's why Thomas Jefferson is considered to be an evil human being. Therefore, any quote or anything that he did, I'm waiting for the state of Virginia to declare the the, the University of Virginia to be closed because Thomas Jefferson founded it. Mm-hmm. They won't do that, of course, because the University of Virginia is a fine university to a point. But it also gets a tremendous amount of state money. Right. And anything that gets a lot of state money is, is therefore, to the elitist, deserving. Crom, you have said something for some time, and it's spot on. Um, you know, you looked at uh, Joe Biden's career. Mm-hmm. And he served in the United States Senate since uh, January of 1973. That's a kind word. Yeah. He didn't serve anybody but himself. Because he's the grifter in chief. Because he is the grifter. He, was, he has always been a grifter. Now... But you said it be, he it's interesting because he prides himself at being a foreign policy expert. He gets upset if anybody criticizes him on foreign policy. And yet, as you have pointed out throughout his career, he has been wrong on every single foreign policy issue. Well, let me ask a question, Michael. This we can ask this. The audience can kind of think about this. Do you think do you think uh, every tyrant in history? in their own mind, has figured out a way to justify that what they're doing is correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Every tyrant does that. No matter how vile and terrible they are, they figure out in their mind how to justify it. Biden has been that way since he's been 
perhaps a child, but certainly an adult. He moved to Delaware to run for the Senate because he was told that was the state where he could get into the Senate the quickest. And ever since he's been a senator, he has used his position to enrich himself and to enrich his family. And then when he became vice president, he now had a platform on which he could do even more of that same thing. Mm-hmm. And now that he is president, he's added he's added one more plank to the to the to the grifter platform, and that is the Democrat Party itself. And so if it helps him, it's a good thing. If it helps his family, it's a good thing. If it helps the Democrat Party specifically, it's a good thing. If it's anything else, it's a bad thing. Crom, you know, we've been talking about all the terrible foreign policy decisions that Biden has made. Did you see that the, the, the new ambassador to Germany, the former president of University of Pennsylvania, Amy Gutman, who, uh, you know, set up this uh, Biden center and paid him 900,000 bucks a yeah, year. She's got a money from too. China. Well, guess what? So finally she shows up over there, like uh, after being confirmed like a month and a half ago. She shows up for two days, goes to this security conference, comes back to the U.S. But here's the twist on it. This is from Matt uh, Boyle at Breitbart. Uh, Kamala Harris was over there. And Kamala, she asked for a ride on Air Force Two. Kamala Harris said, nope. So she flew back commercial. But all this crisis is going on in Germany. Where's the new ambassador to, to Germany? Back in the USA. Well, Why? and then, and then just Kamala the, Harris made a complete fool of herself. Yeah. Hey, up next, Neil W. McCabe, the very best Washington correspondent. This he's, is the Tennessee He's firm. a busy guy these days. He is. I'm keeping him busy. <laughs> yeah. Back after this. Welcome back to the Tennessee Star Report with your host, Michael Patrick Leahy. 7.17 a.m. on Wednesday. Of course, we are now in the highlight of our broadcast week. We are joined on the Newsmaker Line by the very best Washington correspondent in the country, the Star News Network, a national political editor and the Tennessee Star, a national political editor, Neil W. McCabe. Good morning, Neil. Michael Patrick Leahy, good morning to you. <laughs> the Irish are at it again. Hey, uh, we've we've got a Scotch Irishman here, Crom Carmichael. Very nice. Uh, and Crom hey, has Crom. has a question for you, Neil. Are, yeah. Have we reached the point uh, in this election cycle where where Democrats in the House and the Senate will tell the leadership? Don't bring a bill up that forces me to vote in a way that will that that will hurt me in the next election. Because if you do, I'll have to vote the wrong. I'll have to vote against it. Have we reached that point yet? Well, you'll notice that there aren't a lot of bills being put up. Yes. Right. Uh, There's going to be bills where the Democrats say, if we don't pass it now, we may never get our chance. And so there's going to be some smash and grab bills, but you're not going to see the kind of bills where the Democrats think they have the advantage on the Republicans because because there's just no there's, they have nowhere to turn. What well, is interesting though is that Florida Republican Senator Rick Scott, who is the chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee, which is the 
sort of the political wing of uh, Senate Republicans. He just came out with a point-by-point plan sort of modeled on the contract with America, where he says if the Republicans are elected and given the majority of the Senate, this is what we will do. And that goes against the strategy right now of Mitch McConnell, the Senate Republican leader, and frankly, Kevin McCarthy, who leads the Republicans in the House. Both both McConnell and McCarthy are trying to just run out the clock and not do or say anything because they're just going to, they just figure the cycle is moving against the Democrats. And if we say or do anything, we might screw it up. So let's just keep quiet and then we'll get, and then when we take over, you know, we'll just do whatever we want. I think that, it's that's an excellent that's, analysis. Well, that may be a great analysis. It's a terrible strategy. By the Republicans. By the Republicans. By, by it's, Mitch it's, McConnell. It's, it's, it's absolutely terrible because the voters need to know what Republicans stand for and what they hate. And they need to know what Democrat, what Republicans don't want. But I want to get back a couple of questions then, Neil. Sure. So, so when you said there may be some bills that are smash and grab, that sounds like they would be highly partisan and they would pass with only with only Democrat votes. And so so I, I get back to my question. If if Democrats are going to pass something that matters, but they're going to do it with a complete party line vote, it would seem to me that that would be the type of bill that, by definition, would hurt them in the very next election. Right. And so what they're going to do is they're going to break up Build Back Better. And they're going to go with all the stuff that man. Manchin said he likes, and they're just going to, they'll have those bills. And so, you know, so that, uh, you know, so instead of spending, you know, $5 trillion, they'll spend $3 trillion and they'll just break it up into a bunch of smaller bills. And remember, a lot of these bills are going to give tons of money to members of their coalition, which will then get laundered back as contributions to Democrats. And so, you know, people are saying that the Republicans will win 70 seats. I don't know if they'll win 70 seats. That seems a little high to me. They might win 40 seats. They might win 30 seats, which is enough. But they're not going to win 70 seats by just playing run out yeah. the clock. So, Neil, they, they've been in the prevent defense from day one. Yeah, exactly. Neil W. McCabe, the best Washington correspondent in the country. Uh, I have a we have a story here, our lead story at the Tennessee Star by Aaron Goldmanson. I'd like to get your reaction to it. Of course, the fifth congressional district here in Tennessee is very hotly contested now. It's a lean Republican district. Morgan yeah. Ortegas, who's lived here, uh, registered to vote for all of three months, endorsed by Donald Trump, is hosting. There, she's holding a, a fundraiser in Washington D.C. a week from Wednesday, Ash Wednesday. Uh, the headline of the story: uh, Ortegas holds out-of-state fundraiser in D.C. Host committee includes never Trumpers and fired State Department staffer. Have you seen that story? What's your reaction to that? Well. My first reaction is, why are we having a party on Ash Wednesday? <laughs> Said the very Catholic Neil W. McCabe. And, like, I'm not the best Catholic, <laughs> but I give it a shot every day. And certainly uh, part of giving it a shot every day is at least remembering to uh, hit the brakes a little on Ash Wednesday. Uh, when I uh, – I mean, I, I, it's – you know – I'm speaking, I can't, you know, I don't, other faith traditions 
recognize Ash Wednesday and they, they treat it as a solemn sort of quiet day. But she's um, raising money. Her host committee includes the former lieutenant governor of Massachusetts, the pro-abortion Never Trumper, the Honorable Carrie Healy, who was yeah. Mitt Romney's lieutenant governor in Massachusetts. I think you may have been up there at that time. What's your take on her as a, as a host well, of this event for Morgan Ortegas? I'm not going to say that Carrie Feely would strangle a fetus with her own hands. You're not going to say that. Would that. Be, no, that would be out of bounds. <laughs> but she went out of her way <laughs> to express how much she wanted to protect and expand abortion and when she was running for governor in her own right in 2006 against Deval Patrick, she basically made the point of saying that, hey, Mitt Romney is now anti-abortion, but I'm not. And she, she, it was really, it was really unnerving the degree to which she made the point that Mitt Romney flipped on abortion and I didn't. And I can be trusted to protect abortion. What's her pitch? And of course, she was running against Deval Patrick, and Deval Patrick had been a lawyer who grew up in Chicago, and his political consultants were David Axelrod and David Pluff, and they were basically field testing how to beat a Republican uh, in Massachusetts in 2006 so that they could take those lab results and create Barack Obama. Now, the other host of this event, uh, one of them is a fellow by the name of Gabriel Naranja, who used to work for Kelly Ayotte, another uh, senator who was a never-Trumper, said she wouldn't vote for Trump in 2016. This guy somehow got a gig at the State Department. Uh, I think he, I guess he worked with uh, Morgan Ortegas when she was there. Here's what he said on January 6th. He said, quote, he tweeted this out. President Trump fomented an insurrectionist mob that attacked the Capitol today. Trump is entirely unfit to remain in office and needs to go. He got fired the next day, but he is a co-host of this event. What do you make of that? Well, I think there's a signal here. You know, there's a lot of people on that list who uh, who supported and are part of Mitt Romney's circle. And this guy here is, you know, he's he's a guy who was fired from the White How hard is it? to stick around for 14 days. He had two weeks left, right? But he had to make the point. He had to basically get his moment in the sun. He had to get his, you know, so many of these Republicans, they, 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 they get one news cycle and then the left throws them away. I haven't heard of him since, right? But at the time when Trump needed people to support him, Gabriel did not. Crom Carmichael has a question for you, Neil. Neil, I have have two quick questions. One is uh, candidate recruitment for the Republicans. Can you give us an update? Would you, on a scale of 1 to 10, would you say candidate recruitment, 1 being low, 10 being great? Where would you put candidate recruitment? Are there any particular stars of newcomers that you would highlight? And then my second question is a follow-up to what you said earlier. Do you think Mitt Romney might run for president in 2024? And do the first. Right. The other question is more important than the Mitt Romney question. Well, let me just say this. The problem that the Republicans have right now, the Republican leadership, right? And I'm talking about the leftist staffers and consultants and those people, is all of the recruitment is coming from the conservative grassroots, I mean, which means there's no recruitment. It's basically conservatives are stepping up and saying, I'm going to run for Congress. And the recruitment effort by the Republican Party is 
to find establishment types in that district to try to block the conservatives. So all of the effort is being made to find establishment guys to block conservatives, and you're also seeing it in the Senate races, like, for example, in Arizona, with, you know, they're begging Doug Ducey to prevent a yeah, conservative. Yeah, there's, a, there's a guy who's not exactly a Trump supporter. Uh, 30 seconds with the last question. Uh, yeah. Is Mitt Romney going to challenge uh, a likely Trump uh, 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 effort to win the nomination again in 2024? I knew for certain in 2016 that Mitt Romney would not run because of his wife's MS and the debilitating effect it had on her. The medical technology and medicine now has been so successful in treating Ann Romney that he was able to run for Senate, and I believe he thinks he can run for president. And I, I, I think you're right. That. And there he is, ladies and gentlemen, the best <laughs> Washington correspondent in the country, Neil W. McCabe. Hey, have fun down at CPAC this week. Absolutely. Any of the listeners down there, look me up. All right. There we go. Hey, when we come back, Congressman Mark Green on the disaster impending in the Ukraine. This is the Tennessee Star Report. I'm Michael Patrick Leahy. Welcome back to the Tennessee Star Report with your host, Michael Patrick Leahy. And it's 7.34 a.m. We're broadcasting live from our studios on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to have Congressman Mark Green will join us next week. But uh, in studio, not to worry, in studio, the original all-star panelist, Crom Carmichael. Crom, um, I want to go back to this fundraiser uh, that's being held in Washington. Uh, on March the 2nd with uh, uh, all these never-Trumpers backing Morgan Ortegas. Uh, and it's a long list of never-Trumpers. Um, uh, on Mar- This is apparently a, like our first biggest public fundraising event that we've seen. Not holding it here in Middle Tennessee. Of course, she, she might need you know some directions to find a place here because she's only been registered to vote here for three months. Um, I think this is a... This is a major blunder on her part. Well, um, if she were holding a fundraiser, there's there's three things about what you're talking about that she, that are going to be problems for her in the primary. One is holding the event in Washington. One is holding it on Ash Wednesday. Yeah. And the other is having a bunch of people who don't like Donald Trump as, as sponsoring the event. Now, it's the third one mm-hmm. that I think is, frankly, most problematic. Because she can pick and choose, she has yeah. a, she can pick and choose who she wants to sponsor an event, and so it's almost as if this group of people got together, and have decided they're going to try to get her as the elected official representing Nashville, Tennessee, and none of them, and none of them care about Tennessee or from Tennessee. No, so, she wants them. She wants they want her in Congress to represent. Them exactly, not Middle Tennessee. No, exactly. Yeah, and so that's a problem. So if if she if she if she felt strongly that she wanted to represent the people from Middle Tennessee, she wouldn't do this. She I, wouldn't I, yeah. do what yeah. she's doing. This I'm is not, a mistake. I'm not going to say what she ought to do. Yeah, but I can absolutely say this is a this is a mistake on three levels. Yeah, she did get the endorsement of Secretary of State Mike Pompeo uh, yesterday. 
and former Secretary of State, and we asked him a couple questions uh, about her carpetbagger status. He dodged those questions, didn't want to answer them. Okay. So, but, you know, hey, the good news is um, Morgan Ortegas will be here in studio mm-hmm. uh, oh. Monday from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Uh, we'll ask her the questions. I'll, at the beginning, I'll ask her the carpetbagger questions. Yeah. And then and then we'll, you and I will trade off and we'll ask her well, policy I, I questions. Well, I think part of that, the questions in regard to her moving here only recently. Yeah. I think this fundraiser in Washington is actually more telling than than moving here recently. Because if, if I personally, if I moved someplace mm-hmm. and wanted to run for Congress, um, I would be talking about what I believe. Mm-hmm. And then what I am doing ought to line up with what I say I believe. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's that's where... To me, it isn't that she's just recently moved here. I understand. I understand that that will be an issue for her. See, it's interesting because that bothers me more I know. than it bothers you. D- well, it, th- that per se doesn't bother me. Gotcha. Okay, but but this this fundraiser surrounding herself with a bunch of people with whom I I really disagree. Yeah. Okay. I can For example, I can't. Here would be here would be the Republican Party ticket that would cause me to not vote. For the very first time in a general election in November, Mitt Romney and Liz Cheney, mm-hmm. that ticket, I would stay home. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. I can't. I'm not going to vote for for the Democrat. I would not vote because I can't stand. I can't stand Mitt Romney and I can't stand Liz Cheney and I can't stand them for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. They are so fundamentally selfish mm-hmm. and they don't understand that. And those are the most dangerous people that to, to support. Crom, we're going to have, uh, uh, with all of the uh, candidates for the 5th Congressional District that come in studio, we're going to have a little fun. we got little games called Taking the 5th, right? Taking the 5th. That's clever. Yeah, we try to be clever. Did, that's very clever. Yeah, thank you. Taking the 5th. <laughs> and we're just going to ask some, some questions about their, their uh, uh, knowledge of you know, things in the 5th Congressional District that everybody in our listening audience would know. And so Morgan Ortegas will be the first one we'll, we'll do that with. But okay. you know, we'll have, we'll have uh, if, if Andy Ogles were to announce, we'll ask him that. If Beth Harwa were to announce, we'd ask her that. Okay. Baxter Lee, who has been on a newspaper. So you're going to ask the same questions to each one, so it's best to come in to be the third or fourth so you can know what all the questions are. Well, we won't ask the same. <laughs> we'll, ask the, we'll ask the same level of questions. We're, we're basically just trying to explore the candidate's knowledge of sure. The 5th Congressional District, okay. right? right? In a very nice, friendly okay. way. Okay. Because, you know, Crom, I'm nothing but nice and That's friendly. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have an interesting story for you, Michael. Ah. Do you know, and I'm not going to be able to pronounce the name correctly, but you can. I can pronounce the first. It's a French guy. J-E-A-N is Jean. Jean. L-U-C. Luc. Luc. B-R-U-N-E-L. Brunel. Brunel. Jean-Luc Brunel. Brunel. Do you know who he is? No idea. He was a very, very close associate with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, he's he's the guy who's no longer with us. He he ran a modeling agency in Paris, and he was arrested for procuring young women for Jeffrey Epstein and put in in prison. And guess what? He met the same fate as Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. He hung himself. So this is a message to Jelaine Maxwell. Jelaine. Jelaine. It's that, it's that, so, Crumb. I mean, this is, you couldn't do a movie 
on on the on the Clintons uh, and have it be believable. But here's another guy. Here's another guy who has hung himself in prison. Crom, we haven't asked for calls, uh, but we do get calls. Oh, good. Carl in Murfreesboro. Oh, it's, it's it's Carl not, in Murfreesboro. It's not our Carl. It's not the Carl it's, that it's, I lost a bet to. Okay. It's a different Carl. Different Carl. Carl wants to weigh in. Okay. Uh, on uh, on uh, I guess the topic of carpetbaggers. Is that right, Carl? What, yeah. what? Yes. Uh, thank y'all very much. And, and Carl, the other Carl, I like him too. Although he's completely wrong on everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that may provoke a call from the other Carl. We hope. <laughs> We, I, you hey, know, you know some, it'd be great for, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Someday, Carl. Dueling, dueling Carl. We'll, we'll have a tale of two Carls someday, and both of you can come in <laughs> studio, and you, you can have a back and forth. So, uh, oh, what, that would be great. I, I love that. Uh, but I, I turned on y'all's show earlier today, and then Neil McCabe, he's my favorite guest that y'all have, because he really knows his stuff. And uh, just the, that, God bless her, but... I'm thinking here's Nashville, Tennessee, the first time, which is where I was born and raised. And the first time in my life, I never thought this would have happened where they were going to break it up. And the congr- then, fifth congressional well, district. Now, a Republican is it would be considered the likely favorite in that general election for the first time in modern political history. Yes. And here we get these people in. And, you know, I don't want to believe the carpetbagging thing all the time. But by God, you know, when Neil McCabe said that she's going up and the in those names I'm familiar with, that why would she want to go around people that have a bad reputation? And why is she even going up there when it's the fifth district? I will just say this, that right now she's not that important. And she's not that famous, but yet these people that are famous are inviting her up here. But why doesn't she realize that she's being used, whether she's naive or not? And Nashville doesn't need that. Uh, Carl, need that, that is a very good point. Now, let me uh, thanks for the call, Carl. Appreciate Thank it you very much. Y'all keep up. Uh, good, go, go ahead, Crom. And you yeah, were now say- one thing. One thing to add to what Carl's saying. And this is you know where we, you and I, may have missed the boat. That's possible because I don't really know what the Republican makeup is. I know that I know that we have a we now the Republicans now have a majority in the fifth congressional district. Right. It's a, it's R plus seventeen according to okay uh, five thirty eight dot com. But what I don't know is so among just the Republican, uh, uh, just the Republicans yeah. who are going to be voting, how many of them, for example, if you ask the question, do you think who would you vote for for president, Mitt Romney or Donald Trump? It would be ninety to ten. You, Donald Trump. Okay, that's we've what, done. We've done surveys so statewide. Don't, okay, so you do already. <clears throat> D- Donald Trump is uh, among Republican uh, primary voters. Okay, he's got a ninety percent approval rating. Okay, well, and then, it's been that way for then this is, for five years. Then this decision to have this fundraiser <clears throat> with backed by the people that are doing it is a is a mistake. It's a colossal error. But hey, <laughs> Morgan Ortegas will be in here with us in studio um, Monday from seven a.m to 8 a.m. and we'll ask you those questions and others. Uh, when we come back, it'll be time for News Potpourri. This is the Tennessee Star Report. He's Crom Carmichael. I'm Michael Patrick Leahy. Welcome back to the Tennessee Star Report with your host, Michael Patrick Leahy. 
And welcome back to the Tennessee Star Report. It is 7.50 a.m. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of day. It is time for News Potpourri. (laughs) Yes, Michael, it's that time of the program for the little tidbits that merit the attention of our audience but do not merit an entire segment. And many of them have a touch of irony. Yes, yes, yes. This one, Michael, I just want to go back. I talked a little bit about it earlier, but just give a couple of facts, factoids. The CDC has now released new childhood development guidelines. It used to be that the CDC believed that you should that a child who does not learn 50 words by age by 24 months of age uh, is having a language problem. They've now raised that from 24 months to 30 months. That is a giant. That is a giant increase and that is the cdc because they're trying to cover up for the sins and i mean sins of their of their policy yeah so what happens is if you don't meet the standard uh what they do is they they lower the standard yes and that's i mean to do this with our children is just despicable it is all right uh this is not news but i just want to talk about it for a moment and that is that donald trump has launched his own social media platform called Truth Social. I'm going to go download the app so I can see how it works, so I can report to our audience how it works and whether or not uh, I'll give a review. I'll give you one word to consider. Please. Patience. It takes a while uh, with all the people downloading it. Yeah, and, you know, look, I hope it works out. We're on the list, but... uh, Oh, you mean you have to get on a list to download it? Yes. Okay. Well, then just I, tell us what happened. Right, then I may wait a while. True social. No, no, get on the list. Get on the list. And, and tell right, us how I'll long report, it'll take. There you go. I'll report back to you. This is an interesting headline. Greenland's melting ice is no cause for climate change panic. Now, that, of course, flies in the face of what the left says about Greenland's ice. But here's what's happening. And this is quite interesting. Um, there have been, since, since, 19, since 1900, uh, uh, Greenland has been has been losing ice up and down. Sometimes mm-hmm. it gets it back, sometimes it loses it. But over that period of time on the 10-year averages, the average annual loss, Michael, is 110 gigatons. 110 gigatons. Now that is 2.2 trillion pounds. That sounds like a lot. It increases the, the it causes the oceans to rise by one hundredth of an inch. That is one-fifth the thickness of a dime. Hmm. That's what that's what that causes now. And they all and everybody now knows that that's what's happening. Now, the chart shows that the ice uh, on occasion uh, comes back. And so that's that 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 is making an assumption that it never comes back, that it just continues. And it's it's one hundredth of an inch, which is why Barack Obama confidently bought his house up up off in Martha's Vineyard. Sitting about two feet above sea level. Yeah, not worried about it. Hey, so, you know, Tulsi Gabbard. Yes. She's been a guest on this program. Tulsi Gabbard. And uh, she's a Democrat. And she didn't run she's for re-election. A de- she's a Democrat in name only now. Yeah. If she still calls herself a Democrat. Well. Because she's so. She's I mean, so she, common she, sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And she's. Yes, exactly. Common sense is banned in the Democratic Party. Right. Well, she's actually. She's going to be a speaker at CPAC. Uh, which is going to be held in Orlando, Florida, okay. um, this weekend from Thursday to Saturday. Our own Neil W. McCabe is going to be down there carrying the flag for the Star News Network, Okay, interviewing lots of folks. And um, um, she had an exclusive interview on Tucker Carlson last night. 
Here's what she said. Uh, that sanctions against Russia for invade, invading uh, Ukraine won't work. She said, quote, the reality is the sanctions don't work, whether put in before now or later. The sanctions don't wor- work. What we do know is they will increase suffering and hardship for the American people. I think that's I think that that's a fair point. And and what Biden says he's going to do and what he does do are typically two different things. Now, this is this is a sad one. This is in Colorado. In Colorado, the Democrats passed a law that said that if you are in in possession of four grams of fentanyl, that that is that would be treated as a misdemeanor and not a crime. Well, four grams of fentanyl is the equivalent of 13,000 deadly doses. Four grams is the equivalent. Since that bill passed, a fi- the, the a fentanyl deaths from opioid overdose and fentanyl has increased in uh, Colorado by 54%. Yeah. And Here's, so this is, if any, if any legislation um, means that the people who voted for it have blood on their hands, this certainly would qualify. Got us uh, another sad note. Bob Beckel. You know Bob oh, Beckel? I, I saw, and I, I didn't agree with anything he said, yeah. but he was, he was, he was insightful mm-hmm. and entertaining at the same time. Yeah, he comes from that old school liberal Democrat, yeah. common man, yeah. uh, you know, uh, a blue, Suspenders. blue collar uh, background. He, he passed, passed away, away at the age of 73. He'd had yeah. some uh, personal problems before, right. but he got past them. Cal Thomas, a conservative, was a good friend of his. Oh. And Cal Thomas and he, uh, Cal Thomas helped him uh, uh, rediscover God about 15 years ago. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's, that's good to hear. Uh, Tent City in Maryland. The Maryland Democrat Party is advancing legislation in the Maryland State House that says that anybody who sets up a tent on public property cannot be removed. Now, think about think about all the different places where that would matter. This is an this is an issue. Um, uh, Iran is now escalating its confiscation of public property owned by religious groups that are not Muslim. Biden can only be envious. <laughs> And on that note, Crom, thanks so much. You'll be here Friday? Yes. And then Monday in studio, yes. Morgan Ortegas. We'll ask her, we'll, we'll, we'll play the Taking the Fifth game. We'll ask her a little bit about what she knows about the 5th Congressional District. We're going to do that with all the congressional candidates. Kind of have some fun. Okay, that's it for the program today. Up next, Glenn Beck, followed by 11 o'clock, Clay and Buck, 2 o'clock, Sean Hannity. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 5 o'clock. I hope you have a great day. This is the Tennessee Star Report. I'm Michael Patrick Leahy.